Hi, welcome to Managing Well. Today's episode is favoritism in the workplace. And it's interesting, as uh, we were getting ready to record this episode, I was talking to my producer, Tanisha, and talking about really distinguishing between favoritism and discrimination. And she was saying, well, is that even possible to tease those two apart? Um, Because they're so closely connected um, because favoritism really kind of comes out of us treating people differently than other people. Um, and so whether or not it meets the classification for an official discrimination case, like the, the connection between treating people differently um, and discrimination and the impact that has on the individual and the workplace, I think is pretty significant. I think of my first professional job I had when I was barely 22 and I was working in a nonprofit agency and our job was to go out to uh, schools uh, and talk to elementary school students about sexual assault. So, you know, good touch, bad touch, depending on the ages um, and and really kind of relationship and and sexual health safety uh, for kids. And I... I had barely, I had just graduated college. And so it was my first job. And I was hired alongside another woman who was hired maybe two weeks before I, two or three weeks before I was hired. Uh, so we shared literally same office. We're working on the same curriculum. We we do the same, we had the same, <laughs> we had the exact same job. <laughs> um, but one difference between myself and Kelly was race. <laughs> one big difference was race. Kelly was white, I'm black. Um, and the way we were treated by our boss was striking in how different our experiences were. Um, how Kelly would get assigned to um, schools with a lower population, schools with more resources and support, schools that were predominantly white. Um, Kelly would also get... Um, feedback and and support from from our boss um like telling her all the things she was doing really well ways that she could improve um she was really encouraged um she felt cared for her all, all the great things that you want in in a job um and my experience was was really different um I received a lot of critique about what wasn't going well, what I didn't do well. Um, I was only assigned to uh, schools with a high Black population of students um, that had less resources, that had bigger classroom sizes, uh, which sometimes made it harder to manage uh, the classroom when you've got, you know, 35 plus children versus 20 kids um, in a classroom. Um and so it was really, it took a toll. It took a toll on me. Um, I assumed it was me. It was my fault. Something that I was not, you know, clearly not doing a very good job. And I was depressed and I was stressed and I was anxious and I was really concerned um, because this is my per- first professional job. And to say it wasn't going well was, was an understatement. And something that really kind of helped me realize that this is clearly favoritism and I, and also discrimination um, was when Kelly actually pulled me inside and said, you know, I realize that our boss treats us very differently. And so to have that outside perspective, 
who from the person who was actually favored say, Tanya, I see that this is not fair. I see what is happening to you. I am sorry this is happening to you. Um, was really, really powerful um, because it helped me give voice to what was actually happening instead of just kind of struggling with it on my own. Um, and so I, I did my best to advocate for myself. I had numerous conversations with my direct supervisor. I ended up talking to her supervisor over time, got, um, great support and guidance, um, from my mother. I'd be on the phone with my mom, but how do I do this? What do I do this? How do I deal with this? Um, and it just never got better. It was, it was one of the worst experiences ever. Um, work experiences, I'll say. And this was 20 years ago. So this was at a time where when people had professional jobs, they would stay in them. It was like an unwritten rule. You did not leave a job um, within a year. Like you wanted to be at a job for at least a year. Like that was the bare minimum. More like two, three years was kind of the more accepted minimum. And so when it got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore, I hadn't even hit my one-year anniversary. I had been there for nine months. Um, and I felt like a failure realizing I can't I can't do this. Um, and so ultimately I left. And so I, I go into kind of all of that that detail with the with the impact it had on me um emotionally, mentally, completely destroyed my confidence. Um coming out of school bright-eyed and excited um, and leaving feeling completely demoralized and like, I guess I'm not good at anything. Um, but also want to kind of point out the impact that that had on the agency was not only me leaving, not having a great experience, um, but the other people there too, it was a small agency. And I would, people at lunch would say, I see how you're being treated. This is unfair. And so think about the impact that it has on the other people um, who are, are left <laughs> uh, at the agency and the work that they're supposed to do, knowing that, oh, not everybody here is treated the same. It certainly um, impacts morale. It impacts willingness to be loyal and stay with organizations. Um, and then there's just a high turnover rate. So I think if you look at your own organization and you you consider turnover rates, um, how people are treated by their managers usually has a significant, significant impact. And so when we think of favoritism, um, it can be such a human experience to have a favorite. And a slippery slope when we act on it. So I think that's where the the stickiness comes in. So to to feel an affinity to somebody is human, right? But when we act on treating that person differently, that's when it's discrimination and that's when it causes problems. And the way biases tend to kind of get connected here is we tend to have favorites of people who are more like us, which means we're biased as pe for people who are not like us. Um and so what I think I really want to kind of hone in on as, as a people manager, as an employee, as a leader, um, as a person in the workplace, that there are people we are going to like more than others. That is just fact. There are people that we're going to vibe with and we're going to get along with and we're going to 
um, be excited to see them. And then there's going to be people who that doesn't fit for us. Uh, and that is okay. I actually, we don't need judgment around it. I think if anything, we need internal acknowledgement of it. We need to recognize like, oh yeah, there are some people on my team that I do feel closer to than others. I do like more than others. Um, and to be self-reflective about why you're more connected to some people over others. Is it um, their personality? Is it the the affinity with them? Did you go to the same school or same kind of school? Do you have a similar upbringing? Do you have a shared faith um, base or practice or religion? Um, but all of those things do go into how we have favorites and the way that it manifests in giving great assignments to our favorites, assignments that have high visibility or get to partner with people that um, could advance our careers, giving assignments to to the people we really like, um, coaching them more to help them succeed, um, being more understanding when they make mistakes and not writing them off as not being good at their job, but like, oh, okay, they're growing. Let me give them a little bit more support. They didn't get this area quite right. Um, but really giving that them that coaching guidance um, when you care about somebody and you're, you're more connected to them. Um, excusing lateness or tardiness or absences, giving more PTO, um, I think are some of the ways that favoritism comes out. And the way it can impact your team is is significant. Um, and so I, I think what I really want to encourage you to think about times in your life when you have been the favorite. Um, hopefully, we've all had some experience, not necessarily at work, but personally, where we are somebody's favorite. Um, and like what that feels like. Um, to be cared for in that way. And then I also like you to think about times when you are clearly not somebody's favorite uh, and you watch the favoritism happen around you to everybody but you and sit with that for just a little bit. And then I want you to think about the fact that your job as a leader and a manager it's to make sure everybody feels cared for, that everybody feels like they're your favorite, whether they are or not, but that you take the actions so that everybody feels like, oh, I'm getting great assignments for me. Oh, I'm getting the support and coaching that I need. Oh, I'm getting the flexibility that everybody else is getting. Um, I think that when we can be honest about the experiences we have, having favorites. I think when we can be clear about who and why they're our favorites, which is about checking our own biases, then we can take the next step of being really thoughtful and intentional with our actions so that we are not acting on favoritism, but that we are acting on treating everybody in a very similar way so that everybody gets what their needs are. Um, so those are some things I guess I would er, I would urge you to consider. Um, in our after show notes, 
I will make sure we have a really robust um, kind of points of specific actions you can take to drive this point home even more. Um, but I really, I think in this short time together, really want you to sit with uh, what it feels like to be the favorite, what it feels like to not be the favorite, and then and then the actions that you can take to ensure everybody feels like they're the favorite. So thanks for joining us and looking forward to the next episode. Thank you for listening to Managing Well. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to learn more about today's episode, go to thelodipogroup.com slash podcast for a worksheet on today's episode. A special thanks to my podcast team and the Ladipo Group who supports this show. Managing Well is produced and edited by Black Faves Brand Studio. I'm your host, Tanya Ladipo. If you have any questions or topics you want to discuss, email me at managingwellpodcast at thelodipogroup.com. Thank you.